we were done, but we're never done with TV. <laughs> right, you are never finished oh. with TV, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared now. <laughs> I know, it turned into a, oh, a horror film. You are never finished with TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, listeners, it's been quite the day. But what I will say is that it's not going to end even after we leave, even after we get off the air, we're still watching TV and we, meaning the critic. So. <laughs> the royal we. The royal we. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple of season finales. We're wrapping up a couple things and we're premiering a few things as well. So we want to get right into those reviews, seeing where we've left off. Let's start with FX's Legion. Oh. <laughs> and I say it like that because I'm just, I don't, I have no idea. Like, well, that's so, appropriate. It is. It's just <laughs> such a, one of those shows where I literally don't know what's happening and I give up. I don't press forward. I know you press on, but I just, I'm looking at the show and I'm thinking it's probably brilliant, but I don't care. <laughs> it got renewed for season three. And if you don't uh, remember, Legion is a, the tale, we'll say, of Professor X's son. And Professor X meaning of the X-Men. So it's not a superhero TV show, but it's based on superheroes. So, you know, the people aren't flying around saving people, but it appears somebody needs to be saved. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, Legion himself, or David, which is his real name. Now, in the first season, we were introduced to this world. And by the way, this comes uh, to us by Noah, or from Noah Hawley, who is behind Fargo, the TV show. So if you know Fargo, the TV show, you know what to expect here. The visuals, uh, just all kinds of twisty things, uh, dialogue that you really have to be careful with and pay attention to, non sequiturs, uh, tangential information, all of this stuff is here. So Noah's a very smart guy and he shows it, okay? That's what you have to contend with here. So in the first season, we were introduced to that. We were introduced to David and he was in an institution, a mental institution with other people who needed help. He was broken out of this mental institution by a group of people who wanted to help him knew about his powers and his powers are all the mental stuff, all of that stuff. So they broke him out because there is an entity that was essentially a parasite in his brain. Yes. And this is an entity who has all kinds of horrible powers. Well, we see after the first season that this entity, they get it out of David's mind, but now it's out on the loose. So in the second season, they have to try to stop this entity, Farouk is his name, from finding his body. If he finds his body, it's all over. Or is it? That's the question in season bum, two. Bum, bum. Because David's girlfriend comes from the future to tell him, well, maybe you should be helping Farouk instead of trying to stop him. Why? Can we trust her? Can we is trust it, him? Yeah, can, I don't know if I trust her. Who can be trusted? Oh. Well, at the end of season two, we find that David's relationships with other people have changed mm. i won't tell you how uh -oh. everything is now new and we're gonna see what happens as a result in season three now this show is probably 
It probably requires the most work of any TV show now available. Yeah, see, that's why I'm not settling myself to watch it at this point. Yeah, so the question is, Ref, is it worth it? Because if you're going to put in this much work, you got to get something out of it. Yeah. You know, on the first season, I thought it was. I mean, we documented it. In the second season, however, I think that the overarching narrative was not enough. Nope. Mm. Oh. After a while, I, I kind of lost interest. And then what happens is you're watching this, you're doing all this work, and you say, why? Why am I doing it? Yeah, yeah. it looks great. It's interesting, in quotes. But the plot, like the narrative, I'm no longer going, what's going on? What's going on? Ooh, 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 what does this mean? And when you lose that from Noah's shows, you lose the show. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So we'll have to see in season three whether they are going to blossom into something new, which I'm sure they will. I hope they can bring back the feel of, I really want to know what's going on, even though I'm confused. Uh, I will tell you, Ref, and all of the listeners, mm. that this is a show I watched with my brother, but he stopped watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mm -hmm. see that. Now, that says and speaks volumes. Speaking of volumes, <laughs> billions. That's a lot of volume, money-wise. On Showtime, it's renewed for another season, season four. Yeah. So we concluded season three. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you know, I'm not trying to knock all the shows today because, you know, this is, it's amazing that a show can continue to, you know, mm -hmm. manifest itself over and over again, season after season. But sometimes I get a little concerned with cat and mouse TV shows that it could lose luster. You know, if you're chasing someone and someone's chasing after you after, you know, three seasons, which essentially is three years, yeah. do we still care? And maybe we do. And maybe we don't. Well, this is the kind of show to me that has its ups and downs. And this is a show that I see what it's about, but maybe they don't. <laughs> That's how I feel. So sometimes they have these tangents that I just don't need to see. Now, Billions is about uh, a major, major hedge fund manager. Uh, his name is Bobby Axelrod, so Ax for short. And he's played by Damian Lewis. And he has problems with a certain prosecutor, okay? And this is the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, okay? Mm -hmm. Played by Paul Giamatti. Giamatti! So that's the cat and mouse that the ref was talking about. And, uh, you know, it's continuing in season three. And this is where I, I was already like, okay, I'm done. Like, I am done with this. And ref, I even stopped watching it and then came oh, back Oh, yeah, yeah. You just, and you had a moment. And the rest of it. Yeah. You had a moment. But I'll tell you this. About halfway through season three, things changed. Oh, and it needed to. It was a long time coming. So who are the adversaries now? Because with the new administration in place, oh. Paul Giamatti's character now has a new attorney general who is his boss. Yeah. And um, Clancy Brown <laughs> is Clancy the boss. Brown. Now, okay. if you know Mr. Clancy, you know that he ain't somebody to mess around with. Now, everybody, I'll tell you the movie and you know who he is. Shawshank Redemption, he's the guard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is no one to mess around with. And he has ideas about how this department's going to be run, and that's it. 
So oh, Chuck, okay. who is Paul Giamatti's character, no longer has the autonomy he was used to. Gotcha. Also, Chuck has plans to run for governor of the great state of New York. Oh, so he wants to make no mistakes at mm -hmm. all. He's got a reputation. Mm -hmm. And got to do it. that, you need certain support, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah. So there is this investor, I'll say, in, in, his, in this opportunity for Chuck. Um, and that investor is one of your favorite actors here, Ref. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, gosh. I love a good... Mm -hmm. I love a good... Actually, now, this is an interesting... And, and then, by the way, that's David Strayfair. Oh! So he plays him. And his father, Chuck's father's all behind this. Now, Axe is on trial, but not he's not being prosecuted by Chuck. But the people prosecuting Chuck don't... I'm sorry, prosecuting Axe don't like Chuck. So now you can imagine where we're going to end up at the so end of season So this is all three. heading towards season four. That This is the shift. And there's yeah. a major shift in the second half of season three. Also, Axe has another challenge that's dropped on him at the end of season three. So in season four, who are the allies? Who are the enemies? Everything has changed. And this show is about plotting and planning. That's what it's about. It's about retribution. It's about fixing personal problems that other people create. People who get in your way of your ambition, they gotta go down. That is billions. When they are there, it's entertaining television. When they're not, it's kind of like, okay, you're just showing off with a bunch of references to culture. I don't care. I have the feeling, Ref, that maybe they've gotten it just based on the second half of season three, but who knows? Wow, it sounds like your philosophy of life. If anyone gets in the <laughs> critic's way, he will shut them down because of his dark heart. <laughs> Not <Slander>. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us shift gears right in the middle yeah. of this podcast, just like billions, and go to Strange Angel, which is a new show on CBS All Access. And I hear there's a very familiar actor. Yes. Mr. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, just just uh, letting everybody know, remember CBS All Access. That's not something you're going to find on CBS. You have to pay for this. They have a new show. And Mr. Wickham, we're referring to Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yes. Um, the movie version of yeah. uh, a very familiar face. Do tell. Well, this is based on a, a, a real guy, Jack Parsons, who... Um, was essentially a rocket engineer. Oh, okay. I'll say it that way. So the setting is the 1930s. We are in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, he, at the beginning of, of this episode of the pilot, is not employed as a rocket engineer. Oh, okay. He's a janitor. Oh. But he has great ideas. And he and his best friend, his best friend, by the way, is at Caltech in the grad program, they're trying to figure out a way to send a rocket into space. In 1930? Yes. Oh, wow. In the 1930s. 30s, yeah. So, yeah. so this is before this has happened, and this sounds like poppycock. Yeah, time. it does. <laughs> <laughs> nice use of that. Word of the day. Okay. So <laughs> we see them going through these experiments. It's not working. They can't get it to work. But uh, Jack wants his friend to go to his advisor at Caltech 
and get funding, essentially, being able to use their facilities. Now to do this, the friend is going, well, um, dude, look, we have to show something serious. These are serious right, people. Right, right. So we see how that develops. Now you can imagine what actually happens. Yeah. Of course there are obstacles, but do they overcome them? Oh, yeah. Now, Jack and his wife, they find that someone is moving in as their neighbor. And this someone is in the form of Mr. Wickham. Mr. Wickham? <laughs> Rupert Friend is the actor. Yes. The character's name is Ernest Donovan. And this is a strange dude, okay? He moves in in the middle of the night. <laughs> okay? Oh. They finish dinner. They're like, who's this moving in? Why is he moving in in the middle of the night? He says he has a wife. We don't see her. Oh. And he rides a motorcycle, okay? Remember, mm. 1930s LA. And one night, Jack follows him, because he, this dude is weird. He oh, follows Jack. him to a meeting of people who seem to be sacrificing a woman. What? So strange angel. Now, is, is he seeing this correctly or not? Well, you'll know watching the pilot. But now he has this cult or secret society who's after him, I guess. What is happening? So, <laughs> so at the end of this, the question is, what is he gonna do in regard to the society and to the rockets? How is this gonna come together? Okay, so that's just set up by the pilot. What I will tell you, it's not quite as ludicrous when you watch it as it sounds, okay? Oh, okay. It's not quite as ludicrous. And I was interested throughout the pilot. It's kind of like Ref, uh, Manhattan, that show that was on yes, WGN. Yes, 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 yeah. it's a great show. And by the way, everybody, Manhattan, the two seasons are available on Hulu if you <gasps> have that subscription. Oh, good, because I didn't get to watch season two. Uh, there you go, it is on that's Hulu. That's a great plug, thank you. So it has that kind of feel. Um, I didn't find it as slow as Manhattan at the beginning, but it's certainly not brisk. So there you go, strange, strange angel. Very strange angel. Let's go to a strange man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Starring in uh, the second season of Amazon Prime's, uh, kind of it was a sneaky success, I would mm -hmm. say, Goliath. And of the strange man, of course, we're talking about Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. <laughs> Um, strange man, strange actor, but always intriguing. Mm -hmm. And now we need to see if we need to return to Goliath. I know this is bingeable. You can watch all of the episodes if you'd like to. This uh, is he is he still David in this sense? Did he get some success? Is he up against Goliath still? This this perky lawyer dude. <laughs> well, the question is, who is Goliath, right? Poppycock! <laughs> so Billy Bob Thornton, he plays Billy. And like you say, that is the David role. After the first season, we see how he wins this big case. He gets a lot of money. Right. Now, he is an alcoholic, and he has problems with his past, which were explored in the first season. In the second season, is he any better? No. Because uh -oh. things happen subsequently in the first season that he really does not want to be involved. <laughs> so he, he has, he's bought a, a home, a beautiful home mm -hmm. that um, he shares with his daughter, but he doesn't stay there. He stays at the same CD motel he's always been in across the oh, way boy. from his favorite bar. Uh, now in season two, what happens is, of course, there's a new Goliath. Well, the bar owner played by Lou Diamond Phillips. 
his sons are killed. Oh. They are part of a gang. So we know what happens. Where does this take place? This is in uh, Los Angeles area. L.A., okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we see that. Now, what happens is he, Lou Diamond Phillips' character, the bar owner, has another son who the authorities believe, in retribution, killed the people who killed his brother. Oh. Now, this youngest son, though, is just a great kid. He's Clean smart. Mm-hmm. He plays the cello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now look, if you're playing a cello <laughs> as a teenager, <laughs> you ain't, that's right, you're not killing anybody. Nothing makes sense. Oh my gosh. That's so, so, you know, Lou Diamond Phillips goes to him and is like, hey, can you help out? Billy's like, I can be an advisor, make sure he has the right representation, but I can't do it. Now, of course, does this last? No. Something tragic happens to get Billy into the mix. Of course. And the question is, why is this kid being framed? I'll put it in quotes. What's really going on? Because again, this is Goliath. Yeah. So there's something going on with a Mexican drug cartel. Oh dear. Politics and a real estate mogul. Oh jeez. That are all behind this and conspiring against this kid. Are they doing it for the right reasons hmm. or not? Right? Yeah. So that's the case here. That's the problem. And we know that the further Billy gets into this stuff, the more he's going to uncover, the more dangerous it is, not only for him, but the people who surround him. And and, that's right, and his colleagues. So not just his daughter, but also his colleagues. Um, And in this season, we no longer are dealing with his old uh, colleagues from the previous law firm. Now, if you're going to watch this show, it's because of Billy Bob Thornton. It's because, okay, his sensibility as this lawyer is just so interesting. Mm-hmm. Just watching him act is interesting anyway. It is so interesting. It's very particular. It's very peculiar. It almost looks like it's not acting, but it is. Yeah, right. And that's what's so good about it. Um, I will have to say, season one, I don't remember all the way, but I do know this. Season two is more ridiculous. <laughs> like, this stuff is... We have amputees going on. I mean, it... Yeah, and. The, the people they hired in, in this second season, one of them is Mark Duplass. Who, if, I, <laughs> if I see him or his brother, I laugh automatically. <laughs> so he's playing this real estate mogul, right? It's crazy. Uh, David Cross, look him up, okay? Yeah, yeah. Look him, comedic actor. Yeah. He's involved in this kind of stuff with a, with a bad wig on. I mean, I stop watching it going, are you, are you all, like, is this a drama? Or am I supposed to be taking it seriously? Like, there were moments when I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to be laughing, but this is hilarious. This is completely ridiculous. And you have these comedic actors. Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So it was completely ridiculous. I don't even, I can't even say it's good. It's just ridiculous. So if you want to see Billy Bob Thornton, Check it out. It's strange. It's ridiculous. It's certainly not boring. And they also added in Morris Chestnut as the prosecutor. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so there you go. That is Goliath. Okay, I might have to check that out just for a good, a good uh, experience. (laughs) Now, listen. Just recently, like we're talking about what today? Yeah. Uh, Or as of taping, rather. That's right. Deep. State 
which is on Epics. I don't have it. I don't have Epics, so I, I don't see this. But it's a new show. Mm-hmm. It's what about eight episodes? Yeah. I have not heard a lot about it. It's Epics is one of those channels where I feel like people have stars or Epics, stars or Epics. If they're gonna go outside of HBO and Showtime, it's gonna be stars or Epics. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do we need to, you know? purchase yeah. epics on demand to watch mm-hmm. deep state yeah <laughs> well we'll find out yeah. now, now this is coming to us from the brits yes of course yes uh, fox in the uk produces this oh okay Ooh. so it already aired over there and it's already going to have a second season oh okay now uh we have mark strong oh Oh, I have seen the advertising. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. Whose name fits the actor. Just, <laughs> of course, his name is Mark Strong. He plays a former intelligence officer uh, in England. And this is yeah. the MI6. We've talked about this. Right. So he is a former MI6 agent. He's been out of the business for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he has a secret past. Of course he does. So over these 10 years, he has a wife and two daughters. Mm-hmm. They're living in France, in the countryside. He's chilling out. Well, of course he gets a call that changes everything. Yeah, of course, there it is. His wife is going, you're a banker. Why do you need to go back? <laughs> oh, they don't know? They didn't she doesn't know. know. Oh. She has no idea. So she's like, well, I mean, what kind of bank is this? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, look, I had dealings with people you don't want to mess with. It's better you don't know. Good cover. Okay. So she, but she's going, "Mm, something's not smelling right. Mm -hmm. Well, he gets drawn back in. They want him to go through this mission to assassinate some of his former colleagues who have seemingly gone rogue in Iran. So they had this mission in Iran to stop Iran from uh, secretly developing nuclear weapons, which we know is against the treaty that we have heard about in the news. Um, now, he goes, okay, and but there's a little sweetener, and that's uh, me saying it facetiously. There's a little sweetener they throw into him uh, that makes him motivated to want to kill oh, these people. Okay, I won't give that away. Yeah. It's good to discover it in the pilot episode. Now, the question is, whom can you believe? Okay. Mm-hmm. And we find out, <laughs> as he finds out sometimes before him, what the truth actually is. And in the meantime, his wife is on the prowl. Oh, maybe trying to figure it out. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's cheating on her. Yeah. She finds certain evidence of things that leads her a little trail. So, you know, here we go again. Ah, uh, don't wives. say it, don't here say it. Here we go again, here we go again. She even ropes in her brother who is good at cracking stuff on the internet. Anyway, so that's essentially what I want to say to you about the pilot. Now, Homeland. What? Right? Think Homeland. Okay. We have this we have an intelligence officer dealing with Middle East problems. Okay. That's something that comes to mind. 
Also, what comes to mind maybe is the Born series. Yeah, it sounds very Born or Taken. <laughs> right. So maybe that's what's going on, and other things. So if you're thinking about that kind of entertainment, um, this is where that this show sits. Um, is it anything new? No. So if you want to watch this, it's if you like this genre, right? Yeah. If you like this genre and you go, oh, I, I, I need my fix, <laughs> then this is going to give it to you. It is competently produced. It is. Uh, I will be watching because I like this kind of stuff. But if, this, if it's not for you, this isn't some brilliant exercise of what we've seen. It's competent. These people are doing their jobs. And I will end on this. The CIA is involved. Oh, you know what I discovered about this whole segment that we've done today, Critic? You say Iran, I say Uh, Iran. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to catch any of these shows, you can certainly do so on your respective streaming and or uh, subscriptions that you have available. You can always go to our website, whywatchthat.com, to check out what the latest and greatest, what we're doing over there. Hey, we always like to tell you there's some giveaways, so there is a treat should you want to visit our website or any of our social media uh, handles. But until then, if you're not going to visit us there, keep us locked here on your iTunes or whatever, however you listen to this podcast, because we're always excited about delivering the dark heart of the critic (laughs) and the beautiful light of the referee. Oh, I'll see. There we go. (laughs) 